Hello and welcome to another riveting episode of Motorsport Mundial. This week, superbike racing on the roads of Northern Ireland with the Cookstown 100. From the States, we recap the final few rounds of the Formula 4 Championship as the race to be champion reaches crunch time. And from the States, GT racing from Georgia with the latest round of the Trans Am series from Road Atlanta. But first off, let's start this week with touring cars and the penultimate round of the WTCR from Spain. Motorland Aragon, near the town of Alcaniz in northeast Spain, is host to round five of the World Touring Car Cup. Aragon is the latest addition to the WTCR calendar and is brand new for all teams and drivers. Jan Alashe strengthened his grip on the championship last time at the Hungara Ring and is favourite coming into this round. As the sun shone on the Teruel tarmac, 30 WTCR drivers awaited the start of the first of three races here in Aragon. Reigning champion Norbert Michelis failed to get his Hyundai hooked up at the start as the Pullman fell to third by turn one, with a bit of help from behind. And it was Jean-Carl Bernay in the 69 Alpha who picked up the pieces to lead as those behind funneled through the fast right-hander at turn two. Fred Bjork was the first casualty of the day as he lost the rear end of his Lincoln Co. at the tricky corkscrew. Then it was his teammate's turn to get in on the action. Jan Erlache making a move inside Esteban Guerrieri at the end of the back straight, then putting them both wide on the exit. But at the end of 10 laps, the chequered flag came out to greet the leader on the road, Vernet, as he picked up his first win of the season ahead of Santiago Yerusha and Gilles Magnus. Confirmation of the results of race one, Jean-Carl Vernet gifts Alfa Romeo its first win in WTCR since October 2018 and his first since the race of Japan of the same year. And with victory for Vinay, he moves to third in the standings behind Guerri Airy and Alashe. Who will come out on top in race two? Join us later in the show to find out. From Spain to the States as we recap the final nine rounds of the Formula 4 United States Championship. With five wins from nine races so far, rookie Hunter Yaney is well on course to secure the title as he is 51 points in front of championship rival Dylan Tavella. Rounds 10 through 12 came from Sebring in Florida and it seems some drivers were a little too keen to get back to racing after the break. Rodrigo Gutierrez collecting another car early in race one. Restart, Jeremy Fairbairn was making places as Race Liberante fell through the field with problems. At the flag, it was one of the closest finishes in the US Formula 4 history. Hunter Yaney coming across the line to collect the first of three wins from three races at Sebring. The next three rounds of the season came from Homestead, Miami in Florida. And with three wins at Sebring, Hunter Yaney's championship rivals had to win to keep the championship alive. 
Puerto Rico's Jose Blanco was on pole for race one and led a train of cars through the first couple of laps. Huntiani challenged Blanco in the early running as many other battles up and down the field raged on. But in the end, Jose Blanco got back at him and when the race was interrupted by red flags, it was Blanco who took the win. In race two, Blanco was leading the charge once more and doing all he could to keep the championship away from Hunter Yaney. At the flag, Blanco did the double in Miami, whilst Hunter Yaney came across the line to win the 2020 Formula 4 United States Championship with four rounds still to go. In the final race of the day, Eric Evans came home victorious, but all eyes were on Hunter Yaney. With the championship sewn up, Yaney could afford to miss the final round at the Circuit of the Americas, and this opened the floodgates for a whole raft of other talent. Jose Blanco collected his fourth win of the season in race one, the first Puerto Rican to win at the Circuit of the Americas. While race two wouldn't all go his way, Spike Kohlbecker getting his second win of the year in the penultimate race of the series. The last round of the season and things were back to normal for Jose Blanco, making it five wins for the season and securing second in the championship, 25 points clear of Spike Kohlbecker. Let's see the point standings at season end. Despite missing the final round in Texas, Hunter Yaney still came home the champion and at 14, he is the youngest ever Formula 4 champion. I'd like to thank my team. Um, they really, they really just set me up for the championship this year. Um, we've been practicing for the last year and a half. Um, yeah, uh, and now we're finally here, so I'm really happy about it. A dominant championship for Hunter Yaney in his first Formula 4 season. He will now move up the ladder to the US Formula Regional Championship. Join us on Motorsport Mundial to see how he fares. From the States, we return to Spain for the second WTCR race from Motorland, Aragon. Earlier in the show, Sean Carlvernet collected his and Alfa Romeo's first win in over two years by winning race one. Race two and Mikel Ascona lined up on pole as another 10-lap sprint lay ahead. And the Spaniard could not have hoped for a better getaway in his home race, blitzing the field as the lights went out. On board with Jean-Claude Vernet, and he can see just how little room for error there is in WTCR racing. But disaster struck for race one winner Vernet as the Alpha expired at the end of lap one. Esteban Guerrieri made this flawless move on Tom Coronel as the veteran's cockpit began to fill with smoke, bringing his race to a premature end. Meanwhile, Jan Erlacher was trying his level best to protect his championship lead, but the Frenchman was battling away in seventh. But out front, just as Vernet did in the opener, Mikel Ascona took home the spoils in another flag-to-flag -flag display of dominance for Cupra. So it's a victory on home turf for Mikel Ascona and for Cupra as he takes the win, almost three seconds clear of Muller and Arusia. Celebrations for Cupra, Ascona and Zengo Motorsport as they take their first win in five years and Ascona's first in over a season. Join us later for the final round from Aragon.
final round of the Trans Am series for the GT classes comes from Road Atlanta in Georgia. Ken Thwaites, Lee Saunders and Billy Griffin lead their respective classes. The closest is in SGT, where Lee Saunders has just a five-point cushion. So what would it mean to win the title? Oh, man, it'll be uh, just a realization of a lifelong dream. Uh, um, you know, when I was a kid, I loved Trans Am. My first car ever uh, was an AAR Cuda that they built specifically, Plymouth built specifically to run Trans Am. And uh, so I've always been a fan. Uh, I never thought I'd obviously get a chance to do it. Uh, grew up watching the Archers run the Shell Zone cars. Um, and uh, I I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Mopar guy, so when the Viper became legal, it was uh, a match made in heaven. Coming into the race, Lee Saunders had four wins under his belt, but had a DNF at Coda. So Lostowski here in the Mustang in the black with the extra fuel coming out of the background was in good position to challenge Lee Saunders for the title. As for Ken Thwaites, well, Eric Joyner and Jason Daskalos pushed him all the way, but they were absent at Road Atlanta as Ken Thwaites took an easy cruise to victory in XGT and with that, the title. As for Lee Saunders, well, he did get ahead of Lostowski and therefore increased his lead over Adrian Lostowski in the first race of the weekend. The SGT class, though, was won by Justin Oakes, a new man to Trans Am, but on great form. Second in SGT was Lou Gigliotti, on good form in the yellow and black Corvette. Gigliotti would eventually finish the championship in sixth place overall. And here's Billy Griffin, his championship also an easy cruise because Tim Horrell, who led the series all year long, was absent at Road Atlanta, and Billy Griffin, therefore, only had to finish the weekend to take the title. And the final race of the year at Road Atlanta would be a workout because all five classes were involved in the 100-mile sprint race. Mark Brumman looking to get past Gugliotti on his way to victory in SGT. Drummond in the all-green BMW, new to Trans Am this year, but on great form. Two major cautions, one for Boris said early on. Billy Griffin just had to finish the race and stay out of trouble in the all-green number 14 Ford Mustang, and that's what he did to take the title from Tim Horrell, who wasn't in Road Atlanta. Griffin then taking the checkered flag in style. So let's look at the points at season end. Billy Griffin wins in GT, Ken Thwaites wins in XGT, and Lee Saunders brings his Viper home for the win in SGT. Obviously, Adrian, uh, heartbreak for him because he's been a fantastic competitor. Um, I hated to see that. Woo! <laughs> this guy is awesome right here. How about this camaraderie? Adrian, we spoke this morning, and you told me, I think you said it was nine points away, and you were wanting to do it. You did everything you could but Lee did everything he could to win the championship, and how does it feel? Uh, well, you know, we're happy with, you know, we got this far, the team worked so hard. We want to thank our sponsors, Hawk, Performance, Forgeline Wheels. We, during the race, we uh, got caught up there a little bit at the start, and I spun out, so like kind of disappointing to my team, but whatever. But, you know, we caught back up, but, you know, it was what it was, and congratulations to Lee. There's nobody better that could win this race, the championship, than Lee, you know, so. And that concludes a thrilling debut season for the GT classes in Trans Am. Join us in 2021 on Motorsport Mundial as the class continues to go from strength to strength.
from the States, we return to Europe for the final WTCR race from Motorland Aragon in Spain. In the two races so far, Jean-Carl Vernet for Alpha and Mikel Ascona for Cupra have collected their first victories of the season. So which mark and driver combo will reign victorious in race three? For race three, Gilles Magnus positioned the black and yellow Audi on pole alongside the Lincoln Co of Thad Bjork. As the lights went out, yellow flags were immediately waved. As top left of screen, the black Renault of Aurelien Comte was left stranded. Bjork managed to hold the inside to take the lead as his teammate Santiago Yerusha wiped the nose of the Pullman Magnus. Luca Engstler bit off more than he could chew with this daring late-breaking manoeuvre, wiping out title contender Nesta Gurilani. Like at the Slovakia ring, Jan Erlache was having another below-par weekend as he looked to maintain his championship lead. No such problems, though, for Thed Bjork as he emerged from the final bend to take his first win of 2020 ahead of teammate Yerusha. So let's see how the points look with one round remaining. Maiden winners Ascona and Vernet move into the top six, while at the front, Alache leads Guerri Airy by 26 points. And following the cancellation of the round of Italy from Adria, the WTCR drivers will remain in Aragon for the final round of the season. Join us next week for all the action. From Spain, we head to Northern Ireland for the only Northern Irish road race taking place this year. The Cookstown 100 is the oldest road race in Northern Ireland that is still raced today. And despite the ongoing global situation, the organisers were determined that a meeting would take place. At 2.1 miles, it's the shortest of the road race circuits in Northern Ireland, but always produces some superb action. There's a long start finish straight before the course weaves its way through the countryside. There are twists and turns, a jump and an off-camber bend before a crossroads to the chequered flag. The open race is the highlight of the day, and all the top names are here taking part. Derek Shields, Adam McLean, Michael Sweeney and Paul Jordan, amongst others. It was a race that would be interrupted by a red flag twice. Firstly, Adam McLean high-sided at Mackney, and then Stephen McKnight came off. We pick up the action ahead of the third restart. So, third time lucky. Five laps the race distance. Reduced from nine, and away they go. And Paul Jordan with a cracking start. Or it certainly looked to be, but again, he's been shuffled back in the fourth place. It looked like he might even sneak ahead for second. Oh, he's going the other way this time. He'll be third at least, I think. Into Gorton they go. Next wave away, minus Stephen McKnight. So let's have a look again, this time from Mike Brown, Adam McLean, possibly suffering a little bit, maybe he took a bang or maybe just a confidence thing. Plus, of course, they have to factor in the second wave of riders as Thomas Maxwell puts it on the front wheel over the jump. Greeny with the race leader ahead of him, Derek Shields. There were question marks about whether he would be here 
this weekend, but he is here, a late entry for the Cookstown 100. Michael Sweeney looking very keen behind Derek Shields, and I think we could be about to see a move from Sweeney. He's looking to draw up alongside. Now, has he got the power? Not quite, and I don't think he's going to outbreak his rival into Gordon. Just four hundredths of a second between them across the line at the end of lap one, then a second and a half back to Paul Jordan, eight tenths then back to Thomas Maxwell, Adam McLean in fifth, Neil Kernahan sixth, and Mike Brown seventh. It looks to be a Shield Sweeney battle. Oh dear, oh dear. That's uh, Cleary, 139, not getting it quite right. Oh, Paul Jordan has overshot it at Mackney. Any hope he had of getting a result has just gone. Oh dear, oh dear. This is the moment. He must just miss his breaking point. Yeah, he just decides he's not going to make it in time. So this is what I was talking about. Sweeney needs to be as close as he can be to the rear of Derek Shields and then get the speed out of this turn here and then try and power his way past. That's what he's trying to do, but that gap remains. In fact, it looks a little bit bigger this time. Indeed, it is two tenths of a second. So Shields has gained another tenth. Here's the battle for fourth. McLean just ahead of Kernahan. Surprisingly, they're all slightly slower on that lap than they were on lap two. So Sweeney having to think about where he can make a move on Derek Shields. All very tight through this section. Coming down to Mackney, this is where Paul Jordan overshot. But no problem for Shields or Sweeney. A tricky little kind of double right-hander. No problems for McLean this time. Paul Jordan, meanwhile, was 13th at the end of lap two. He's now up to ninth. We'll have to wait to the end of lap four to see how much progression he's made. Here they come again, and that gap's bigger this time between Shields and Sweeney. So Derek Shields very much in command of this race, even though it's not the biggest of gaps. Meanwhile, Paul Jordan looking to make up another position, which he does. So half a second going into this last lap between Derek Shields and Michael Sweeney, then it's six seconds back to Thomas Maxwell. Then a further 3.7 seconds back to Adam McLean. You have to wonder whether Adam McLean is feeling the effect of that spill he had earlier. Maybe just nursing the bike a little bit more than he would be. But it's looking good for Derek Shields. He has the fastest lap of the race so far. That was on lap two. We're on lap five of five. Paul Jordan up to at least eighth position and I can't see where Michael Sweeney's going to recover this from Derek Shields very much in command it's for him to throw away now oh that's that's a couple of seconds that's around two seconds between them 
Thomas Maxwell should take a good third place. He's got a good gap over Adam McLean in fourth. Adam McLean still got Neil Kernahan right on his rear, by the way. Then Mike Brown back in sixth position. But here they come. This is the man in second, Michael Sweeney. It's Derek Shields we'll be keeping an eye on going across the line to take the checkered flag. Here he is, that front wheel, will it go up in the air? No, not just yet. But he takes the win and the fastest lap of the race on the last lap for Derek Shields. 2.1 seconds, the difference, back to Michael Sweeney. So victory then on the superbike for Derek Shields. Let's see how the results look. Sixth went to Mike Brown. Neil Kernahan was fifth, Adam McLean fourth, Thomas Maxwell third, Michael Sweeney second and Derek Shields in first. It was a good race, you know, um, it, it's dry for now anyway, but, uh, you know, sort of got away at the front and fair play to Mikko, like, that was a fair old pace. I was watching the lap times in the dash and he was hanging on in there, you know, so um, that was a good, enjoyable race, dry conditions, you know, bit of road racing, what more can you ask for? So despite the unusual circumstances, it is Derek Shields that is still king of the superbikes at Cookstown. Let's hope we can look forward to more of the same in 2021. Well, that's all for now, but do join us again next week for more road racing plus the Trans Am season finale.